What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Music Corner. Wrist data weights. I'm Nate. It's your boy Trent. I'm not stuffy. And today, we're back. New tunes for the people like you. Let's get this shit. Starting off with an album here from uh, somebody who actually recommended we listen to their album via the Music Corner uh, Instagram messenger bullshit thingy. Uh, his name is Oktav Canis. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, another Vision. Sebastian, we'll have you start it off. Uh, I'm really happy that we got an album sent in to us. That's really cool. Um, just wanted to mention that. And thank you, Oktav Kanis, I believe, if that is uh, how your name is pronounced. Sorry if we are not getting it right. But I just do want to thank you for, if you're listening, for sending it in. Um, I definitely want to give some props for the playing, the singing, and the minimalism production on this album. Uh, I think it's good. I don't think it doesn't sound bad, like, production-wise or anything like that. Um, and I can definitely see some room for the artists to expand from on this, uh, production wise, and just, you know, a couple of our friends as well. Um, one gripe I did have was just the album or the songs on the album tend to blend together a little bit too much, leaving not much room for individuality between the rest of the songs on the album. Uh, perhaps in the future, I guess, like maybe try to differentiate the songs more, but with different styles, maybe like different hooks or different narratives. I just felt like the songs just did tend to blend, but not in like a horrible way. Like, oh my God, this is unlistenable or, you know, horrendous or boring or anything like that. It was just, you know, it just tended to blend and not have a lot of, um, a lot of strong individuality, as I stated before. Uh, yeah, but I say this is a very good base to grow from, and I really like the potential that I am hearing here uh, on pretty much every front, and I really do wish you the best, uh, Oktaf, and I want to give this album a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm in a very similar boat here. Uh, I uh, I really did like what I heard for the most part. The only issue for me was that it started to drag a bit towards the middle and end area. Um, however, I did really like this sort of like, I don't know, I guess you could call it like a 90s alternative rock influence too that was seen on most of these tracks. It was really like, I don't know, for me, I guess personally, it kind of like reminded me of something like third eye blind you know for example especially like mm, instrumentally. That's a, yeah yeah you know? that's a good one i like that right yeah i was like huh all right all right i see what you're doing here um i think the other things that were kind of like you know for me personally that was like a bit of a, a turn off if you will was like some of the vocal uh inflections that were like used in like the middle-ish area of the album i couldn't name a specific song but i remember there was like some like unique i guess vocal styles and i do say that because i do know that like he was a uh, I i believe it's indonesian uh he is which is fine i mean like you know that that's like you know sometimes it's just the, the voice that you have and everything and like you know there's not much you can do about it and honestly even if it is as like you know seeming off it could also work with a different style of instrumentation possibly too, you know, maybe like a synth or like auto tune on top of it even more. Like it could be kind of cool. I don't know. Just, just an idea, just sprinkling some ideas out there. But, um, overall it was fine. It was a fine listen. And I do really want to see him like continue to like grow from this and even like make something even bigger than this one. I mean, this is obviously a starting album. I think this is like his second one. At least that's on Spotify here. I don't know if he has anything on SoundCloud. But from what I heard, it was decent. De some room for improvement. But with that improvement, I can definitely see him going far. It is also a 6.5 out of 10 for me. 
take it away, Trent. Uh, I am, I mean, honestly, same thing you guys said, really. Only thing is, I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, I, I feel like there's something I'm missing about the album. So I will, I'm going to go back and like, listen to it like a few more times. Cause I feel like there's more things that are like in depth with it that I just didn't get on, uh, one listen. I could only listen to each album once this week. Unfortunately, uh, I started a, a I started on third shift this week. So it's been a, a fucky time getting the, uh, um, like sleep schedule and stuff and like still having they'd be still being coherent to yeah. write notes about albums <laughs> yeah um but no overall i think you know for for starting out this is a, this is a really really good start um and uh yeah keep doing what you're doing man uh i gave it a a five out of ten for now but i feel with those other listens it'll probably go up to either a 6.5 or 7 totally for sure keep up the good work though man good for you all right, moving along. We got an album here from the band Palm titled The Nicks and Grazes. Wow. This album was something. It was definitely one of the most unique albums of this year alone. And I am still even, like, perplexed at what I've listened to on this album. Because, like, it is it is very, 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 very avant-garde. Like, that is, like... No question about it. Very art rocky, you know, very. It's different from anything that you're going to hear. Because, like, what makes this unique is, like, I guess for me, it kind of like. It get, I don't know why. It gave me, like, more of those, like, video game soundtrack vibes, right? Especially when the use of. I believe it was a tambourine was used, at least in the early portion of the album. And, like,. It was just adding, like, this very, like, I don't know, like, Donkey Kong Country and, I guess for me personally, like, Bugs Life the video game kind of vibe in terms of, like, the music itself, you know, with those games. And, like, that's what really have heavily gave me this, like, really nostalgic feeling of some sort. But, like, it, it's a hidden nostalgic feeling of something that I really don't get often. In fact, I don't even think I've gotten before. And it's just because of how, like, abstract this music is. I mean, like, you got on at the same time on this one uh where it just gets confusing like where anything begins and like ends even like you saw such as like touch and go feathers and parable liquors i mean i i'm only naming a few here but like literally the whole album is just like a mesh of just like instrumentation and just vocals layered on top of it, it, it some may call it a shit show and I can understand why, but like for me, this is like seriously is like such a unique album that I am getting kind of speechless here at this point. But like, it's just so like memorable too, with how like specific some of the parts are. Now I will say like towards the middle, it does start to like get repetitive and a little droning at times, just because like some of the songs get a little longer, you know, and like it kind of takes me out of it, unfortunately. But like. At least the first half is, like, the strongest part, and that's enough to give this album an 8 out of 10 for me. It's just such an... It's, it's an album that, like, you truly need to listen to to understand, because it is honestly unlike anything that I've personally ever heard, and I think that's what makes this band pretty unique. I don't know if any of the other stuff sounds like that, but I would like to check it out. I would like to know. So, yeah, 8 out of 10 for me. Uh, Trent, take it away. Yeah, this is... Uh... This definitely takes uh, a interesting ear to listen to. 
uh, when you said, I had to mute myself because as soon as you said Bugs Life video game, I started cracking up. <laughs> Dude, I just, I, that soundtrack, you have to understand. It's immaculate. <laughs> that game soundtrack. Ugh. It's just fucking funny. Uh, but yeah, it is. I don't, I don't know what they used for like the backing tracks, but like it almost sounds like actual like industrial like factory noises. Um, and it that did fuck with me a little bit, um, but overall still enjoyable. Is very very, for lack of a better term, weird, but it's cool in that way because it's very very different. Which I mean, we love seeing that bands like, you know, just kind of like saying, "I don't, I'm just gonna do our own thing." And this is exactly that, doing your own fucking thing, because you don't really hear anything like this. So mixing like a, um, you know, especially like with like the female vocals and everything, um like that alternative but also going like heavier on the instrumental side of it and the backing tracks and stuff so very very cool uh overall i give it a six out of ten uh because those those backing tracks kind of fuck with me a little bit uh but yeah definitely a good job hell yeah sebastian i'm so sorry guys i'm really sorry um this album it was a fucking ride. Uh, I love the genre shifting quite a fucking bit. Uh, the everything went wild on here. The percussion throughout it was just it was like there was this like marching bit here and out, and there's like even sudden some, some like industrial stylings throughout the album as well. Uh, and it's just it's a lot. It's it's so much, man. I, it puts my mind into like this deer in the headlights state. And I was fucking entranced by it. I wish I could listen to it more. Um, on top of all this, you also get these like wispy stop vocals on time uh, at times, and it really contracts with all the like, chaotic instrumentation. I thought this would kind of be like a black midi type thing for a second, but then the vocals kicked in. I'm like, okay, uh, that's something. And, yeah, wouldn't, um, it, wouldn't it have been interesting to have something like this and then just, like, fucking auctioneer fucking <laughs> vocals? Dude, I, I would have, like, diarrheaed in my mind. That shit would have been insane. Um, but, yeah, speaking of chaotic, dude, there were some fucking marimbas being, playing, uh, being played on such on songs such as Parable Liquors. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I've heard a marimba in <laughs> anything close to this ever. Uh, fucking wild, and after all this, um, the record doesn't fucking stop, it just gets fucking crazier, Suffer Dragon has this insane fucking blasting techno beat behind it, and it just, like, has, like, this Baroque-type ending on it, kind of, like, gaslighting me, saying, oh, wait, you thought this was gonna be techno? Fuck you, man, here's a harpsichord. Um, that shit was pretty fun, and it just glitched out at the end of that, too, further gaslighting me. Um, yeah, this album, fuck me, man, that shit is good. Uh, I did not know how to quite pinpoint my feelings on this other, on this album, other than yes. Um, not a feeling, but that's the only thing I can really equate my thoughts into. As you can see, I'm kind of stuttering, trying to figure out what the fuck to say about this album. Um, yeah, man, why, why is music just going so fucking hard this year? Okay, I feel like Oprah, I'm just giving 10s to everyone, because this is a fucking 10. Look under your seat, it's a fucking 10. Disrupting my whole top 50 list once again this week. Thank you, Nate. 
in a good way, of course. Hey, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> it is definitely, as you can see from both of us, all three of us, it's, you got to check it out one way or another, whether you like it or not. It is a trip to say the least. But all right, moving along here, we got an album from Mind Force, New Lords. Trent, take it away. I'm glad you had me go first. I feel like there's a reason for that. It's a kind of little, little, little baby reason, little baby reason. Uh, because this shit's right up my fucking alley, baby. I Hell saw yeah. the name. I was like, this sounds kind of like almost like uh, when I looked at the, I remember when I looked at the album cover, I was like, this reminds me of Manila Road a little bit. I don't know if anybody knows who Manila Road is. It's an old like. I guess the thrashy um, classic kind of band from uh, the 80s, 90s. And fuck, man, this shit was good. Uh the sauce and guitar intro uh, on New Lords, the first track to start the album, was great. I love the chant in that uh, song as well. And the kind of like older, like metal sounding recording is, at, oh, it's fucking great. It gave me kind of like a power trip feel uh, in some parts of it. Um, I mean, it's for the most part, it's, you know, kind of like that fast paced thrash shit. You know, I, I at least I can't go wrong with it. Only thing that killed it for me was the songs are a bit short. I would have loved if they would have kind of like merged uh, some things together. Uh, that would have been really, really cool. Uh, and I probably would have probably would have liked it a little bit more, but just adding more stuff into it. And like, I mean, obviously for like shorter songs, it's not bad. Uh, and actually, let me take a look at their page really quick, because I don't know if they have any other things. Yes, they do. I'm going to have to go back and listen to these other ones, too. But but overall, fucking bangers, my favorite album of the week at an 8.5. I'm going to show this one to my brother, because he's going to fucking love this. This is his type of shirt. I was going to say, damn, if you're showing your brother this music, that you, you really did like this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, and well, this is right up his alley. So. Fair, yeah, and honestly, too, like I can confirm, like I think it was the album before this one. It, it it's a banger too. Like if you like it this is. one, you, you'll like the well, last one too. This one, it's ten songs, and it's not even twenty minutes. Exactly, you know? and the other one like, is like that too. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a fucking nut. <laughs> Hell fucking yeah, dude. Uh, Sebastian, take it away. It's pretty good thrash. I mean, I've heard this stuff before. Uh, songs connected pretty well. I thought um, production was. It was good for what it was, because uh, thrash, I mean, usually the motif is, like, bad production, but, like, good instrumentals and vocals, so I'm like, you know what, this is okay. I mean, it's not grating to listen to by any means, and honestly, it had a lot of energy to it. Uh, being a quick 19-minute something session, you know, it's it's pretty good. I I have really no qualms against it because it was so short to the point where I don't think it really left room for a lot of error and I think that benefits something like this because you know thrash and speed metal if it's longer than 20 minutes why the fuck are you calling it fast? That shit ain't fast. That shit's like that shit's long at this point. Get that shit done. That's okay. Like yeah, it, this is a this is definitely a good one for the genre. Um, you know, I wish it would just add like newer production elements and stuff like that to kind of make it not sound like it was ripped straight from the '80s. Because I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. Just obviously, I feel like 
newer shit will kind of help this band grow more and not just be like another local thrash act at least in my opinion uh 7.5 out of 10 interesting so like i don't know if you remember sebastian but like when you were talking about like that that one song that you were doing and like you said like you wanted like 80s instrumental then like kind of like a hardcore punkish kind of like vocal technique this is what i was referring to like oh there's an album we're doing a couple weeks that is kind of similar to that yeah so yeah yeah, I'm i'm sure you picked up on that though um but uh, yeah, it, it, the best way to describe this album, uh, thrash instrumentation with the lead vocalist of Turnstile on vocals. There you go. That's this album. And if you like that combination, you're going to love this fucking album, especially because it's like also, as mentioned earlier, it's pretty damn short. But uh, even with that, it still goes pretty damn hard. And it kind of like blew me away that I enjoyed something like this, especially because I think it was the vocals that saved it. Because if it was just like instrumentally like um, focused and, you know, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do love like 80s thrash instrumentation. But like the thing is, is like if it was like for every song and like if you have like a really like weaker vocalist on top of that, it just is like, yeah, you know, like it'd be a seven, you know. But because of like, you know, this hardcore punk vocal style here, I guess you could call it like thrash too, you know, whatever you want to call it in that sense. It's it's a good combo is what I'm saying here. And I have literally, like, no other complaints here other than uh, maybe it could have been a little less repetitive. But even then, the songs are short, so, like, you're getting by pretty quickly. You know, it is what it is in that aspect. But this is a great album. This was fun. This is an 8 out of 10 for me. And um, probably, like, the third best this week. Uh yeah yeah somewhere around there second or third best for sure but all right there you have it first half down another to go before we get there let's have a word from our sponsor and we're back Alrighty, let's hop into now with the new architects album the classic symptoms of a broken spirit yes architects are back uh only like a little over a very teeny tiny over a year since their album from last year for those that wish to exist which we did cover and in fact it made my top 10 favorite albums of that year like i was pretty impressed with like it, such a shift in direction with the band that they were still able to pull off a top 10 material kind of an album however going into this album i didn't really go in with that high of hopes because i truly thought that like Yeah, there's no way that can kind of happen twice with maybe like a little twinkle in the back of my mind saying like, ah, maybe it's possible. But in this case, yes, this is not nearly as good as for those that wish to exist, but it is still very exceptional and very much uh, the direction that I expected the band to go into coming off of that album where you're going more into this alt metal-y, semi-industrial metal sounding kind of thing, you know, that's... Is you know it, it works for them, but it's it, for some reason it's missing something here. I don't know if it's like more like cooler synth passages here, or maybe like more weedly weedly guitar styles like in their older material, like on All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us. I don't know. It, I mean, we we even got a blah on this album, which Sam even said he was not going to really do anymore. And the fact that we got that on the uh, the third song here, I be, I believe it was a uh, spit the bone. Uh, it kind of makes sense in in that aspect because, you know, you're spitting the bone. Blech. Um, <laughs> so that was kind of cool to have, like, a little bit of a, you know, 
a, a welcome back of the blah in that aspect. Everything else on the album that was good that I saved, such as uh, Doom Scrolling, Born Again Pessimist, A New Moral Low, Low Ground, Be Very Afraid, and some of the singles like Tear Gas, Deep Fake, and When We Were Young. Uh, it, it, it's good. And it's worth saving and worth listening to again. It's just, it's it's consistent, but maybe a little too consistent for Architect's sake. Because even on the last album, there was still a little bit of diversity. You know, you had some of the heavier songs and some of the slower songs too. And while I guess that is kind of a thing here, it kind of mixes with like that alt metalish stuff to make everything sound exactly the same, even if they are trying to differentiate it a bit. And even like there's a couple songs in here that are a little bit too slow for Architect's sake. So that kind of was a little bit disappointing. But with all that aside, it's still a solid listen. It's a solid album from the band. It's an 8 out of 10 for me. And yeah, hoping to see some more diversity in future releases. Uh, Trent, take it away. Yeah, so with this one, uh, it was definitely interesting. Uh, did the. This is funny because now I'm realizing we had like two kind of like this. Uh, they, the industrial feel this one uh with some like the the, almost like techno parts Mm -hmm. which i'm not really like i don't listen to architects i don't know if that's something that they do i don't really remember last year's album but i think i liked it better than this one uh honestly i think this one it was kind of slow um but overall wasn't bad uh i gave it a six out of ten uh i might the i'm gonna go back and listen to fucking all these again so the scores might change um who knows maybe i'll have a man on the moon three you know <laughs> we, we might have a mm, might have a mm. you never know <laughs> good shit uh sebastian this was a boring fucking album um i hold on wait yeah, wait, wait I... hold on hold on we're not doing west side gun you don't have to be all <laughs> on my fucking album by my boys dude <laughs> <laughs> hold on listen, a second <laughs> listen man i i like architects i think they are a good group and i think they're very talented you know there's way too much respect for them that the metal community has garnered and for good reasons but yeah this is their most boring album yet like it is but rock i'm go- I, I am like, going to have i'm going to have to say no to that my friend because you have not listened to, to the one album from them that uh called the here and now i can assure you <laughs> that is a more boring album i just all i'm saying all i'm saying <laughs> you know what i, I will hold you to that i'm gonna listen to that and Big i'm gonna bet. come on I'm gonna eat my fucking words if if I if I come on and find out that this is more boring than this. You because... you will go as soon as you listened. Bet bet I will I will make that bet for my album recommendation next week. I will I will come on and tell you whether or not I will I will do that. Big it, bet. Oh wait, oh shit. Full handshake. This shit. <laughs> Fucking, this shit is a fucking contract. I'm coming for it. I promise. <laughs> oh shit! The, we got the Mandalorian over here, oh. bounty hunting. <laughs> okay, continue. Yeah. Going back, going back to the album. Uh, man, Sam Carter, he gave us a fucking black, and that shit was still thrown into such a boring ass like pitch scream. And I'm like, he's such a good vocalist. All these guys are so fucking talented. And I just felt if this album were 
I don't know, came out swinging with some new innovative shit, but I don't know. It's just like, it's arena metal. Like, I don't even know how else to describe it. It's like what Bring Me to Horizon's been doing. It's like arena metal where, yes, it works for like crowds and shit because a lot of these choruses are pretty anthemic. But as far as like a listening experience goes, I feel like it's just, I don't know how to, it's, it's just like kind of like they're going into autopilot with these. And I know it's not like, technically speaking these aren't you know super easy songs or anything it's just it just sounds like every other you know anthemic kind of metal chorus but just amplified times too because the band just happens to be pretty good at it um I, I guess it could be catchy to most but i just found it boring uh five out of ten who everyone okay from that drive-by I'm just checking up. Uh, I'm going to Drake and Drive for a second. <laughs> he went on a Drake and Drive. Oh, no. He had the guns this time, though. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I, I need a one dance after that. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Well, moving along here, though, we got a new album that came out just today. And that is, we have, well, we have two of those, actually, come to think of it. But the first one here is the new Polyphia album, uh, Remember That You Will Die. Take it away, Sebastian. Yeah, I remembered that I had to wake up. Uh, this album is a bunch of riff salad, and I am not a big fan of salad. I'm sorry, big boy club only. Um, I, you know, I at least like the approach from the uh, instrumentals and everything, and I think this band is wicked talented. I hate to kind of copy and paste some of my thoughts and feelings from Architects onto this. But I really just did not care for this at all. And I'm not saying it's bad. I really don't think this is a bad, badly made album. These guys are like some of the best instrumentalists as far as like an instrumental group I think I've ever heard. I like Animals as Leaders too, but these guys like I, I really like how accessible their sound is and how um, how easy it is to get into their music, even if you're not like a huge like instrumental buff or anything like that. I just couldn't find any interest in it myself. Uh, the guest vocalists were servo were serviceable. I mean, you got Chino Moreno, and I did not really enjoy his feature that much, even though I like the guy as a vocalist, as you heard with our Deftones worst the best. Um, I thought, you know, Snot was pretty cool on his track. I just did not really care that much for it. Uh, I'm glad that they're experimenting. They are always doing that, and I find it awesome that they're doing it. And uh, I just couldn't find it to be compelling. The horn additions, I will say, are very nice. Uh, they did help me cling on to the album more, um, you know, because I just, you don't really hear in these like grandiose, you know, kind of like riff salad kind of pieces, like adding uh, horns to the mix, which is awesome. I thought it was great. Um, I guess Bill Murray, I guess he might he might be uh he might be an exception there, but yeah, so I just I don't know. I feel like uh I didn't really get the hype with this as much as I wanted to. Maybe I was just overhyped and then felt a little bit underwhelmed from the whole release. Uh but yeah, super talented group. I just wish I had something that could tie me in for the hundredth time here. Um six point five out of ten. See, I understand that actually because I think I might have been the same way in terms of like being a little overhyped over an album that like, you know, I, for for one thing, this one has been, you know, 
highly like you know uh awaited by fans and everything considering it's been four years now since the last album new levels new devils and from the singles alone uh playing god and then oh what was the other single for this one it had a i think it was neurotica yeah i think neurotica was the other single too both of which i fucking loved them i thought they were great singles but yeah when i first I don't know what it was. I first started the album, and I was kind of like middle ground. Like, I'm not calling this mid or anything, but I was right in the middle of the ground of how I felt with uh, the opening track, Genesis. Like, the horns, for me, genuinely didn't do anything, and I don't know if that's because I had, like, the high expectations of, like, something that was going to be completely different, but, like, out there. And while it was out there, I, I it wasn't what I wanted kind of thing. And I think that also came... Uh, came into play, too, with the song Audacity. I don't even think I saved that one, did I? Oh, no, that one I did, but I felt like it was, like, just one of those, like, decent ones, you know? Uh, Reverie, I think is how you say that one. That one, I didn't save. I wasn't really a fan of that song, either, and I was getting really worried at that point. But then it was the features that saved the album for me, with Sophia Black on ABC adding, like, that really, like, like, how fast she was going with, like, her singing was, it was pretty fun. It was actually really fun, doing the whole ABCDEFGHHJK, I thought that was fun. That was really cool. Uh, the, the Snot feature, man, if Snot actually did something like that for his own music, that would be kind of fucking cool, you know? Because, like, that would also, like, be, like, that shift and little boost that he would need to kind of, like, get even more into the mainstream light if you really wanted to do that. But even then, I'm cool with this whole, like, darker, emo-ish kind of vibe that he sets off and everything. The the, the hooded man kind of thing, if you will. Um, Chino, I mean, oh, that, that, that's my boy. On Bloodbath, come on. The, it almost sounded like a Deftone song. It was a Deftone song with Weedly Weedlies. Can, can we all agree on that? Like, that's, that's practically what that was. Um, and then... Whoever Lil West was and um, uh, Kill Station, Kill Station I've heard of, just never really listened to much. But like both of those guys had a good feature. It was it was genuinely the features that saved it because I think without the features, with a couple of exceptions maybe, it it would not have been as good for me as it like was now. And while a little that while it is a little disappointing, I think that like you know. This is just, like, them kind of transitioning into what I can only hope will be an even bigger and better album on the next one, which hopefully won't take as long as this last one, but I guess we'll see. You can't rush art after all, but overall, this is an 8 out of 10 for me. It was acceptable. I liked it still, and yeah, although I will say New Levels, New Devils is still their best album, personally, but that's just me. Trent, what do you got to say about it? Uh, Something controversial. Ooh. Yeah, I I don't want to sound like an asshole uh, because they are very, very good musicians. Uh, I'm not going to fault that fault them for that. Uh, I mean. Was his name was it Tim Henson, I think, is the, yeah, yeah. the lead, lead guy. Yeah. yeah, Tim Boy. Yeah, he is I'm, without a doubt a fucking amazing guy. Uh, the, their bassist, I can't remember his name, but he fucking rocks this shit. With his like weird, like slappy type of shit. The drummer doing like all of the like the drumming and then also doing all like the techno stuff like on like a, a drum pad and like a MacBook or whatever he's got. Like that's so cool. Love it. Um and it I just 
feel like they're fans, right? They just fucking they're almost like stan level. It is. It I know exactly it, what you're saying. It's, it is. It's rough mm-hmm. because I know a lot of people who are like, dude, if you listen to Polyphia, I'm like, yeah, they're not bad. And they're like, what do you mean not bad? They're amazing. It's it's dude. truly like the, like the whole like dance game and dance thing. And I'll even yeah, throw Deftones in there too. And even Deftones. Like, yeah, the fan, the yeah. hardcore fans. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Forget about it. They'll, they'll like, murder I'm like, you. Whoa. I'm like, back off a little bit. Like, I didn't say that they were the worst fucking band in the world, <laughs> man. But like, it just, it puts them in a bad place. They, they pull up on you and you're like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, I'll pull up. Not hopping out at the Polyphia party. No, because I'll get shot if I really do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Overall, Nate, I'm in the same boat as you. The features really saved it. Uh, I loved both Snot and Sophia Black. I think they were fucking amazing, especially Snot. I think it's really cool for you know somebody like him working with people like Polyphia. I think it's a really cool like metal and like merging of like I don't I want to say vastly different styles, but uh, it's really cool. The Steve Vai, uh, the track was Steve Vai. It was the last track. I can't remember the name of it. That was really cool. I mean, Steve Vai, he is, you know, an amazing guitar player. Fucking, fucking great. Um, but yeah, I gave it a 7.5 overall. Uh, wasn't bad, but... Oh man, it just yikes! <laughs> those those fans, man. Those fans, indeed. But I mean, hey, at least we, we sort of like it here. All right, Polyphia fans, take it easy on us. We'll go to the show. It's fine. Um, but all right, Deftones fans, <laughs> Nate, uh, give me a <laughs> dude. Honestly, though, no, honestly, I don't even put myself in that realm because yes, while I do praise the shit out of them, I, I'm not all like, wait, you don't. <laughs> think saturday night wrist is their most underrated <laughs> like no i don't i don't give a shit maybe in maybe in sophomore year or like junior year i i definitely would because you know high school angst but <laughs> but i can't say now i'm like yeah no i don't, I don't give a shit like that the, well, they, yeah. it was like when we did the episode about him and like i i, I surprised you and i was very happy yeah too. And i was like yeah and all that stuff uh <laughs> enjoy the saturday night wrist fucking banger man. banger <laughs> always all day every day <laughs> but all right, we got one more album, and then it's from the sexiest man himself, alive. Period. I, there's no no cap. Uh, Young Gravy in his album, marvelous. Trent, take it away. I was on the gravy train for a bit. Uh, I will say when he was coming up, um, shit like Mister Clean, oh fucking god tier. The boys are back in town, like oh yeah, oh, oh that's so good. That's my favorite. That's that my one. favorite Young that Gravy song. So, fuck, who's all on that? I can't remember. Puya is on that. Ramirez, who we reviewed Ramirez. earlier this year, yeah, dude. And there's like a couple other ones too, I think. But oh, banger. Yeah, uh, but overall, I give this one a music corner seven. Uh, I think honestly, for Young Gravy, I think it was a bit over. Uh, it overstayed a little bit, I'll say, but it was still very well done. I mean, he has his his touch. Uh, I am a little bit sad I didn't get to go see him when he opened up for uh, 
Limp Biscuit because <laughs> uh, I was in Pennsylvania getting my ass kicked in a Lorna Shore pit. We were all we were all there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah. Uh, but no, uh, Betty, which I think was is it technically the first single that um, came off of this? If not the first, it was the the biggest one at least. Yeah, because uh, of the fucking Rick Astley <laughs> shit. Because I, I follow him on Instagram, and he posted that little, like, clip of uh, Never Gonna Give You Up, and then it led into, like, a snippet of his vocals, and I think that's all he posted. This was months ago. Uh, and I was like, oh, new song, that's dope. Uh, but no, him and Bibi No Moolah uh, have been, like, really hitting it off with, like, collaborations and stuff, um, which I think is really, really cool, because they both kind of, like, were coming up at the same time. And they just, I don't know if they were friends before or they became friends because of the music scene, but I think it's really, really cool. Uh, as well as, like, you know, some other people on here. I mean, Rich Brian, haven't heard that name in a fucking minute. Um, Trippy, the kid. T Pain of all fucking people. Uh, really, really cool. Yeah, again, I gave it a Music Corner 7. It's, it's, it's Young Gravy. Get on the gravy train, boys. Choo choo. Choo choo machoo. Uh, Sebastian, dig it away. Uh, uh, yeah, Mr. Gravy, he's coming back in, man, and he's on top of everything, you know, but this gravy goes with all the food. Uh, I like the kind of like almost house like production in the beginning, uh, especially behind that sultry low voice that we all love from the man. Um, you know, he really do have the game out here, you know, scoring all the MILFs that he possibly can. Like, the dude is wearing that shit like Michael Phelps wears gold medals. It's insane. Um, <laughs> it's it's classy, uh, and he writes these beats super well. I, I'm going to compare this just in the feel of it, in the look, in style, not the actual music content or the lyrics, but it just reminded me a lot of Freddie Gibbs' Freddie quite a bit. Um, just with you. I, really I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. It's just the motif of it that that just like it's just the really smooth <laughs> like like this dude getting like everything in the club and more. Young, young um, gravy. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Wait, I feel like that's a good um like uh oh, I can't fucking comparison. Yeah, comparison. <laughs> no, I was gonna say young gravy is just the white Freddie Gibbs. Is that Honestly, what we're going yeah. down to? Where's where's the cap? Where's the cap? <laughs> I don't find. I don't see it. I don't see it, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I might get canceled for saying that, but you know what, hey, man? All goat, no cap. All goat, no cap. Yo, gravy, the white Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta post that on the Instagram. Just that. Literally. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I I like it. Um, some of the songs, like, okay, I'm not gonna lie, the Rick Astley song. Uh, I forgot the name of it for a second here. Betty. Um, Betty. I did not really care for it that much. I thought it was super corny, even more so than Young Gravy normally is. And I just, that was like probably the only song I genuinely just like did not really care for. It's not like I think it's like horrible or anything. It's just, I did not care for it. Cause it was also just super overplayed on TikTok. And, um, true. I, I heard it fucking everywhere, man. Um, but, yeah, I really do. <laughs> I really like the song Sugar Mama. I think that really exemplifies his hard-hitting uh, jiviness 
with some nice groove and bass. It was it was good, man. This was a solid release. I don't think this was as good as his last release that we reviewed, but this was still a pretty good album. I wouldn't say marvelous, but it was good. Uh, 7.5 out of 10. Man, if this was like the early 2010s, late 2000s, the swagger would be the only definition for Young Gravy. Like, this guy is just, like, his confidence is just immaculate. And the fact that he's just taking in all these MILFs out here in the world, and he's just, like, collecting them all like Pokemon and flexing about it on his music. It's just like, man, you're living everyone's dream. Every guy's dream right now is being lived by this one man. One man here. And he's... A random fucking white guy. (laughs) Some random white guy who looks pretty damn good, you know? It only makes sense. It only makes sense. But nevertheless, I mean, hey... It's 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 if you know Young Gravy, you know what you're getting into. I will say what really caught me off guard was how fucking amazing isn't it just marvelous was with BB No Money. I was like, this song has no right to go as hard as it does on a Young Gravy album. Like it was on the same levels to me as uh, the Boys Are Back in Town, just about. Which I was like, what? <laughs> there's only two guys on this song. What the fuck? This is like going hard for an opener. Sure. They're back in town, man. They, they are, apparently mm. so. And they ain't leaving this time because they're collecting all the MILFs. Um, but nevertheless, uh, there are definitely other bangers on this album as well, such as Mrs. Worldwide, Sugar Mama, uh, Steakhouse, Dancing in the Rain, and uh, Skiing in Japan Freestyle, which actually was like kind of one that caught me off guard with how good it was too. Although like this was at the point of the album where like some of the songs uh, such as like Hot Tub, Run Me My Money, and uh, Stepping on the Beat, I just I didn't really care for as much. But to have that as like an ending song too that like, you know, kind of picked things back up and ended on a better note, I was like, okay, cool. Um, Betty, yes, I'm not really a fan myself. It is a little bit corny that it is the whole Rick Astley song. But I will say I'm happy that he is at least getting radio play because this was the first song at least I heard that was actually on the radio, like the Kiss FM radio, which I was like, wait, this is Young Gravy. What the fuck? Like, I did not at all expect that, and I thought that was absolutely amazing. And then after that, I just heard it too many times. I'm like, okay, well, we're good now. We're good. But nevertheless, he's getting the recognition he deserves. I'm happy for him. He's getting the MILFs. Uh, who is it? Addison Ray's mom. Was another, I'm pretty sure that was the one he got. I'm like, hey, you yeah. know what? And he got uh, fucking, oh, what, uh, was it Paula Dean? No, not Paula Dean. Martha Stewart? Oh, Martha Stewart, yeah. Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart. Like, yeah, dude. Like, he, he's getting them all. He's on YouTube often, too. Like, he was in the recent Mr. Beast video, which I was like, hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, they were, I saw him posting pictures with him and Mr. Beast in the like, bathroom. Because they were doing um the, the, one of those, like, things where they go, like, from the cheapest hotel to the most expensive. And, like, the one, I think it was in Vegas. Like, he just so happened to be there. I'm like, okay, he might as well be here. And then I know he was in a Moist Critical video, too. Uh, like last month where they what did they do they reviewed some sort of food i forgot exactly which one it was but it, i have to watch that right? it, it's funny it's i think they did the ihop one yeah i think it was like one of the ihop specialty things on the menu i thought it was like it was pretty cool you know and he's he's tall fucking guy's tall yeah i'm like damn dude like you're you're, you're really flexing on everybody over here <laughs> was it tall thin and handsome like damn go off but uh yeah Overall, album-wise, it's an 8 out of 10 for me. It's it's Young Gravy. Hop on the gravy train. Choo-choo. 
But all right, that'll do it then here. We got some album recommendations coming in your fucking face. I'm going to start it off here with the debut album of Bjork, simply titled Debut. Uh, yeah, I listened to this one recently. Um, finally got around to it, and it was... It was pretty damn good, as I expected, because, like, you know, the ones after, like, the ones literally, like, after this, uh, post, uh, Homogenic and Vespertine, I mean, back to back to back great albums, and, like, I was like, well, the, the debut has to be at least a pretty decent if, like, you know, already on the second album you're going off, and so it, it appears so on this one as well. If you like your experimental electronic-y kind of stuff with Bjork, you'll fuck with this. Uh, I feel like this is definitely a little bit more diverse, too. Her earlier stuff seems to be a lot more diverse than it is at least now, because it seems like now whenever she has, like, a theme or, like, a, uh, a style that she wants to do. She keeps that entire album solely on that style. Whereas with this one, you got some moments of like, you know, there's like slower alternative things. There's some more like dance poppy stuff, some art pop stuff that she's known for. Like it's a nice all over the place album. That's really fun. Uh, some songs I liked here, such as human behavior. Uh, there's more to life than this. Uh, big time sensuality. One day an airplane. Uh, but yeah, Debut by Bjork. Check it out. Uh, Trent, what you got for us? Uh, well, because I said it earlier, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Manila Road album. Uh, it is called Crystal Logic. Called Crystal Logic. Uh, it has the song Necropolis on it, uh, which is, I think, like their biggest song. Uh, but it is, it's a great album. Uh, I don't think it came out in 2013. It might have, but that's what Spotify says. I don't think it's right. Uh, but no, Manila Road is definitely an interesting band. It's some cool stuff. Uh, and if you liked the album we talked about previously, the Mind Force album, uh, definitely go ahead and check Crystal Logic out by Manila Road. Some good shit. Hell yeah. Uh, Sebastian. Okay, bet. Um, since we're talking about getting hard here, uh, I'm going to be talking about the album Look at Yourself by Amir. Um, hey. yeah nate showed me this on the way to seeing turnstile jpeg mafia and um uh i'm not even gonna mention the third <laughs> band yeah um, you, we don't need to we don't need to <laughs> uh but yeah look at yourself holy shit man um this album fucking went just way too hard uh i i asked nate i'm like yo i want to get into a mirror because i've been listening to the album that we reviewed by them and i was like you know i like Thundermouth quite a bit like do they have any songs that like hit quite like that and sure enough i mean they have a whole album that's basically like what if corn just came out in this like era of metal and shit and just went stupid fucking hard and that's what this album is. Um, and there was even some fucking backstory Nate gave me about how they had a Russian concert and the lead singer almost died to a microphone malfunction due to electricity. And he wrote a song about it in Russian Hotel Aftermath. What the fuck? Okay, like, I mean, you want some good metal? Here you go, man. This is like good new metal. This is good shit. This is the shit. Uh, 31 minutes. I mean, you ain't missing. Like, there there really isn't much fluff here. I mean, it, it's not like the most, like, original or, like, the most, um, 
it's not like crazy all throughout, but I will say for the length, the runtime, and the songs in question, it is fucking great. Uh, this album, awesome. Check it out. Amir, look at yourself. Fuck yeah. What an album. What a band, too. Well, that's going to do it, but, but before we go, we have a big announcement. I think you boys know what I'm talking about. We're going to be doing this tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are going to be sponsoring our first ever sponsorship for Cleveland Mosh. That's right. If you're listening and you're from the Cleveland area, there's going to be a festival on December 3rd, a little baby festival, little do-do-do-do-do-do-do, little baby, at the Beachland Ballroom, hosted by Gabe of Dying Desolation, who we did re- in an interview in the past here. Uh, they are holding a festival called Cleveland Mosh, and uh, biggest band on the bill so far is I Set My Friends on Fire, which, if you've been keeping up with the When We Were Young Festival kind of stuff there, they were the ones who bought the website domain when that first came out, and are also known for songs such as, you know, Things That Rhyme With Orange, and their cover of Soldier Boy on You Can't Spill After Without Slaughter, all that good spiel, but uh, there's gonna be some good local acts there, there's gonna be some good middle-tier pop-punk bands I've seen being announced, and uh, as of the episode being uploaded on Sunday, we should be being announced the next Saturday, and or or tomorrow. It it you, you you'll see it. You'll know. We'll be sharing. It. It'll be there. It will be. It'll be there, and we'll be there. We are likely going to be just doing like a little. You know, we'll be around. We'll be like interviewing some people. You know, for what we can only hope will be the start of our YouTube channel too. We'll be spreading the word. There's another announcement. <laughs> There's another announcement. Well, that's coming soon. Though. That is that part's in. It, yeah. It's in progress, but a YouTube channel will be being made. We're we're hoping in like 2023 we're just gonna be popping the fuck off you know and this fuck is a good- while we're while we're doing announcements i have one. Oh, <laughs> uh along wait, with about- uh what <laughs> wait what did you hey, say wait are you about to whip it out and scream yo <laughs> i'm about to come on, I'm gonna pull come on. Shit. Come um, on. yeah so along with the cleveland mosh which we're obviously grateful for uh gabe and all the guys in dying desolation they're great guys hell yeah um uh and along with you know YouTube coming up as well, also a uh, possible Discord server where you guys can chat with us. Uh, that is also a possible thing uh, that will hopefully be coming in 2023. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it before, but it's it's been a process for me because I've been kind of figuring stuff out with that because uh, technology and shit. But hopefully that'll be a thing because we love to connect with you guys more than just Instagram and stuff. So. Yeah, go go follow the Cleveland Mosh page yes. uh, on Instagram where you get to see all the information. They have a link to like a link tree and stuff. Go check that shit out. You'll see our beautiful faces on the next sponsorship thing that they'll be doing. God damn right. We'll be here. We'll be there. You're going to be square if you don't come. So you better come. Right. All right. Come for me or I'm telling your mom. I'm going to tell on you, dude. But, uh, yeah, we hope to see you there. Like I said, December 3rd. Uh, I believe it starts at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and it goes to, like, the some sometime in the evening. So you got all day. Like, you can be there. Come on now. But, uh, yeah, it's a big opportunity for us. We're very excited. This is just another big step forward in our hopefully long and 
uh, prosperous adventure here with the podcast. So thank you for all sticking around and uh, letting us do what we do. It's fun. It's great. We love it. But all right, that will now do it for the episode officially. Trent Sebastian, as always, thank you for joining. And we will see you guys in the next episode. This has been the Music Corner of Estate Awaits, and we are signing off.